0: Good morning, and welcome to those here, welcome to those online. My name is Todd Domke. I am one of the elders here at Crossing Community Church. Uh, I also teach sun country. Uh, I've taught some of your your children from first grade through fifth grade. Uh, I've taught vacation Bible school and, uh, and Sunday school for uh, over 30 years. Uh, some of the young men and young ladies who are here with us and uh, have grown up now and I'm getting to teach some of their kids, which is really cool. Uh, I'm uh, a husband. My wife and I, Deborah, have been married uh, coming up on 30 year, 39 years in September. Uh, I, I've, Dad, I've got three sons. Sean's our oldest, uh, Adam's the middle one, and then David's the youngest. They're all married. <laughs> I'm also a grandfather. I have six grandchildren. You just saw four of them kind of running downstairs or or heading downstairs and everything. Uh, I'm a believer and follower of Jesus Christ and have been since college. Uh, I'm adopted into God's family through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's who I am today. Uh, But I want to talk about who I was before. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5-17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So today, you get to see some of the new creation. Not that I have fully attained, but that I am growing. And so you get to see some of the building process. And some of you have had a hand in that building process. Not that I'm blaming you if it went wrong, but some of you had a hand in it. It was all good. You had a hand in the good stuff. We... Uh, I'm the middle son of three boys. I never knew my father. He passed away when I was two. And soon after his passing, my older brother was removed from the family and put into foster care. Uh, I wouldn't get to be reunited with Bradley until I was in my 40s, and Al Gore invented the internet and made connections better that way. But Brad now resides down in San Antonio, and he's a believer as well, and his story is kind of cool, the way God worked through his life, even though he was taken out of our family. And the reason Brad was taken out of our family was my mom, she struggled to raise us. She had her own issues with her own upbringing and everything, and that carried over into her relationship. So she was often very verbally and physically abusive to myself and my younger brother. We grew up on welfare and Social Security benefits. So, uh, so yeah, we were considered poor. We, our clothing was thin. We always had food... Maybe not all the types of food I would like, but uh, it was sometimes limited, but it was there. And I share this because it sets the stage of my first impressions of who God was. And I remember being a young boy and sitting on the front stoop of the house we rented and watching all the kids on the block playing with their dads and stuff. And one of the dads, they were throwing footballs around. And one of the dads said, hey, do you want to play? And his son immediately jumped in and goes, he can't play. He'll make the sides uneven. He doesn't have a dad. And the father said, oh, yeah, you're right, and walked away. I don't say that to to embarrass that dad, but I do say it because, for me, the biggest question I had was, why can't I have a dad like the other kids? And then later on kept thinking, this is unfair. Why did God take, if there is a God, why did God take my dad? And why can't I have a family like other people? So those are my first questions. I grew up believing I was unwanted, that I was not loved, that maybe I was unlovable, that I was the type of person that, you know, just you just wouldn't love. That I wasn't chosen, that I wasn't picked. You know, in my day and age, growing up with your dad meant you learned a lot about sports, which kind of helped build relationships with other guys. So, trying to play football and not knowing who the players were—I knew there was a quarterback; he threw the ball. Somebody caught the ball. Somebody wasn't allowed to catch the ball; they had to stay on defense in a line. And to this day, if you ask me to name all the football players and the thing, I couldn't do it. My sons can, but I couldn't do it. They're like, oh yeah, quarterback, uh, wide receiver, nose guard. Maybe, but I do enjoy watching college football. I've had friends, but I always kind of kept distance. You know, I had friends. We build relationships and everything. But still, I, there was a part of me that's just like, I've just got to be kind of distant because... It wasn't until I got to college in my sophomore year when God finally got my attention. And it was through... An evangelical Bible study. A group called the Navigators. Some of you may be familiar with them. Uh, Paul Johnson Lee Twombly were on the Navigator ministry. They came to Rutgers University. And they began looking for students to be involved in a Bible study. And so it was in that study that Paul and Lee walked me through the first four chapters of John. And began to open up my eyes. In fact, it was the first in my life somebody said, Hey, let's see what the Bible has to say. Instead of telling me, well, this is what the Bible, let's just see what the Bible has to say. And we'd open it up and it'd ask questions and stuff and I'd be blown away. I was like, no, no, you know, First John, and the word, who, who's the word? I'm like, no, the word's an object. No, no, read it, Todd. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word. I was like, well, that's talking about a person, not a thing, not an object, not a thought. Wait a minute. And from there, it just kind of went. And through that study, God began to lay on my heart. That while growing up, I felt unwanted and unloved. That at key points in my time, God actually put men to help steer me. And so I wish I had a time machine. You know, I don't know, maybe maybe it's a DeLorean, it's a hot tub, it's a phone booth, it's, it's 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 a fancy chair with a big colorful spinny wheel in the background or something that flashes colors. But I'd love to go back in time and talk to the little boy on the stoop. You tell him, It's okay. You're wanted and you're loved. I'd like to talk to the young man in junior high who was being humiliated and bullied and go, It's okay. You're loved and wanted. You have worth. You have value. I'd like to talk to the young man who got humiliated in a wrestling mat and just trounced and then had to go to school the next day. And while his coaches were supportive, his classmates not so much. And say, it's okay. You're loved. You're valued. You're wanted. You did your best. You'll do better next time. You'll have opportunity to do better next time. So in college, I got to know Jesus Christ and got to, and then through that too, after that, that that accepting the gospel and putting my trust and faith in Jesus Christ, and God just showed me how my shop teacher. Uh, Boy Scouts, Mr. Schmidt, Mr. Flynn, my shop teacher, Mr. yugel even um, an ex-girlfriend's dad, Gil Wil- Wilkie, helped me and make decisions and keep me on a somewhat of a better path. To bring me to the point where then God could introduce and say, now I want to tell you about who you are and I'm your dad. I'm your father. I'm Abba. And so through a discipleship program as well and mentoring, Lee came alongside of me, Paul came alongside of me, and then later on another couple, Larry and Brenda Bauer, who are on staff and navigators in San Diego now, counseled myself, and I met my wife at college, and I would share with her stories about what I was learning in the Bible. Did you know this? Did you know this? And she'd go, uh, do they have girl studies? And i go, I don't know. I only hang with the guys. I'll ask. And they did. And it was through that that she became a believer. And then we continued to both grow. So I was in a discipleship program, and, Lee, and I would ask him questions about all kinds of things. Baggage from my past I would bring up. I don't understand, but what about this? What about that? And we'd sit down and we'd have heart-to-heart discussions as we dug into God's word, as we memorized verses, as we walked through different Bible studies. And then marriage came, and Lee, uh, rather Larry and Brenda walked closely with Debbie and I, through the whole counseling thing, and got to know us really, really well. Scary well. And there were times they'd sit with Larry and he'd poke, and I was like, stop, no, no. Remember I said, I'd form relationships that I'd want to kind of step back, but Larry would be like, no, no. What about this? Like, Do we have to talk about that now? That's a little painful. And we talk about it. I love Larry and Brenda. And then in 91, God, through job changes, moved us here. We started having children before we got here. Sean was then second grade. Now he's got kids in second grade. And we moved here, and we came to this church. We've been here ever since. And we met. And again, God brings men in my life and people in my life to help transform it because I'm cha- he's changing me, and he uses people to do that. And so we had a father-son program then. And I was struggling as a young dad. I wanted to love my sons, but I also knew how I had this baggage and how my mother raised me and did things, and I would lose my temper and do stupid things and and everything. And I had a loving wife who would come alongside me and go, let's talk about this. And so through the father-son program, I got to meet a number of the guys here and work with them. And I would watch them with their sons and go, Your son just did it. Doesn't that drive you nuts? And the dad was like, no, it's really no big deal. Are you sure? Yeah, Well, he's just being a kid. Oh, okay. Maybe it shouldn't be a big deal. And then we did marriage seminars here too and parenting classes and everything and just walking with people and stuff. So I'm 63 now retirement's kind of on the horizon. I don't necessarily have a, well, I do have a date, but, you know, I like, okay, you know, we'll see what happens. And it's coming like that. And I'm thinking, what do I do when I retire and I'm full-time, you know, retired and not having to, you know, when somebody else is paying for Social Security and I'm getting it, um, it'll be small. But what do I do then? I don't know. Maybe I'll build a time machine and we'll go back. What I do know is God loves us. There is a God, a creator, who created this entire stuff around us. Created us. He hasn't forgotten us. He hasn't forgotten you. Some of you may very much be just like me. Feeling unwanted, unloved, maybe unlovable. And you're working through that. There is a God who created you in his image. He wants to know you. He loved you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, his one son, to pay all the penalty to bring you to him so that he could have that relationship with you that you've desired for so long. So if you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, accept that free gift and start that journey with him. If you're not in a mentoring thing, get with somebody and go, look, you know what, let's walk together. I need somebody to walk with me. I know I did because I didn't know what being a dad was. I didn't know what being a right husband was. I need somebody to walk with me in that journey. My sons sometimes tell me, Dad, when they see me work with, with my, grand, my grandchildren, you would have never let me get away with that. I go, that's because I know better now. Just experience. I know better. It wasn't a big deal then. It's not still not a big deal now. Thank you for letting me share my story.